Hi friends, I'm Rob Tigan. And I'm Joanna. And this is the Growing Home Together podcast. We're caring for the soul of your family, helping you grow closer to God and each other. Thanks so much for joining us on the Growing Home Together podcast. So I'm thinking back to a few months ago when we sent our son off to summer camp and he came home talking about two boys who were feeling pretty negative about camp and who decided to make sure that the other kids weren't having a good time either. And our son was teased every day and bullied by those boys. But you know, what bothered him even more was the way that they picked on another child in their group. And our son decided to stick up for that little girl and to be her friend for that whole week at camp. And I thought it was really cool that he held on to his character and his confidence, and he came through all of that bullying pretty much unscathed. Yeah, and that that makes me think of our older daughter, too. Uh, About the same age, she went through a pretty traumatic accident and surgery and then suffered some intense bullying at school right after that. But her experience was much different, and she came out of that, um, and she had lost her confidence. She had lost her smile. And we watched her become a completely different child in such a short amount of time. She lost her sense of value and purpose, and it took a really long time to, for her to find it again. Right. And, you know, I know some of your kids have gone through that same thing, and that is why we're so glad to talk with today's guest, Jamie Ivey, who has a heart for kids to know, I mean, really know their value and purpose as God's creation And Jamie is a mom and a best-selling author and the host of the popular podcast, The Happy Hour. And she's written a brand new children's book, God Made You to Be You, to help young kids take hold of the truth of who they are. So Jamie, we are just so glad that you are here to talk with us today. Welcome. You guys, thanks for having me. I'm so excited. Yeah, so I'm sure you're no stranger to our uh, friends listening today, your books, your podcast. And your YouTube show have reached a lot of people, but we'd love to know a little bit more about your family and how you were led to write a a book for children. Yeah, well, I'm a mom to four and they're all way bigger than the target audience for this book. (laughs) The book's for, you know, two to six year olds, which feels like a lifetime ago for me. I have a 17 year old and then a 16 year old, a 15 year old and a 13 year old. And so although two year olds, Ivy kids was a long time ago. I still think this message is so beautiful. And I released a book in 2020 called um, you be you. And it was for women and really wanting women to believe that God made them um, with a purpose. He made them for a reason. He made them with the gifts and talents that they had to be used for the kingdom, for their churches, for their families, for their communities, like for a reason. And from that, I just kept thinking there's, there's a story in the book about my husband. I'd gone on vacation and, you know, seeing cactus and there's a whole story uh, that doesn't really matter for any of us listening today. But I kept thinking about how this message is, it's still so relevant for me every day. And I see it in my teenagers needing to hear this. And I see it in our, our elementary kids. And I remember like reading books to my kids when they're little, um, And almost like having this feeling of like, I want to read this book over and over again, and I want you to really believe it. And so that's where this book came from. God made you to be you is it's this kind of declaration that we get to read with our kids that God made them um, with a purpose, just the way they are with fun little animal characters that all the kids that have read it so far have fallen in love to. So that's how this book came about. Okay. That's great. 
Yeah, I love that. And, you know, like we just shared, we've watched our kids, we have five kids, uh, wrestle with their identity in a world that seems just determined to tear them down all the time. And um, you were talking about your kids' ages and everything and how your book is written, especially for children in kind of that preschool, kindergarten age Mm -hmm. range. And I know that wasn't an accident. So what made you want to target your message, especially to little ones in that stage of growing up? Yeah. You know, I remember when my kids were that little, our family, like I know that your family as well, we just look different because I have three kids that joined our family through adoption. And so just from the outside looking in, our family appears to be quote unquote different. And so I remember this age group, kids are so innocent and so just curious. And so they would notice differences and, but there was an innocence to it. You know, it wasn't like they were fresh. They were mad about it or not even like as if they were confused about it so much, they just were noticing it. And I thought, man, that is a good way to live of like, I think that we should notice differences in people. I'm not afraid of differences. I think that God made us different, like for reasons. And so they matter. But what I loved about that age was them just believing like for what it is like, oh, this is God made you this way. That's amazing. And so I feel like it's this foundation because that gets harder and harder as our kids get older to believe God about what he says about us. I mean, I'm 43. You guys are, I have no idea how old you are, but you have five <laughs> kids. So I'm guessing you've got some age under you. A little bit. But I, still have to be, I still have to be reminded of those things. And so it's not like we're going to get it. And then one day it's gone. And so to me, it just made sense to create a resource that is rhyming, that is beautiful, that kids love, that's really going to reinforce the truths that we as parents want our kids to know. And also we as parents want to know as well that we get to hear every time we read this book to our kids too. Mm, Yeah, sure. Yeah, that's good. I, you know, I think as mom, moms and dads, we can look at social media and the pressures our kids feel to succeed and all the ways that they have to or feel that pressure to fit in or look like they fit in and measure up. And we might feel like our influence, you know, as parents is too small to stand up against the weight of all that's coming at our kids. So what would you say to parents who wonder how to ground their kids identity in God, who God made them to be? Well, I can say this, and I hope this isn't discouraging is, you know, parenting teenagers, we're having these conversations all the time. I mean, I cannot tell you how often we were having these conversations, my husband and I, uh, is this working? Are they believing this? Is this sticking? Like, are they becoming the person that we believe God made them to be? And so not to be discouraging, but to be encouraging is that this is a long game. This is a long battle for us as parents. This is, this is not something that you just say a handful of times to your kids, you know, when they're four, every year on their birthday, this is like a daily battle. Um, for us to really stand with our kids so that they can choose to believe these things. Because like you said, the world is telling them all the opposite things. And so I think one of the things that Aaron and I are kind of even like telling ourselves over and over these days is like, like keep saying the things, even when you don't know if it's, if it's hitting anything. Mm -hmm. And um, I think it's when you're parenting younger kids, that feels easier a little bit. Like it feels like, cause, cause the, the, the things coming against our kids and, you know, early elementary, yes, it's hard, but it doesn't compare to what my kids are dealing with as teenagers. And so I think the encouragement that people have given us along the way that we're really holding on to tightly right now is like, keep saying the things, keep 
keep giving them the truth, keep pointing them to Jesus with everything. Um, because what we're thinking here is like, we're building a foundation, you know, like we're, these are kids. They have an entire life ahead of them if God wills. And so what we need to really be thinking about is like, how do we make this foundation so firm and so sturdy that when the hard stuff comes, like when your kids at camp and that's happening, like you said, when your daughter is having this surgery and then having people come up against her or whatever it might be for any of our kids, like that, that foundation is something that they feel sturdy because our kids are, they're not feeling sturdy, you know, like the world is, the world is difficult and hard and it is really, really shaking um, to us as individuals. And especially as our kids and, you know, preteen and teen years. And so I think we're just saying to ourselves, build the foundation, build the foundation, build the foundation. And then literally it's the hardest thing ever as we're going, God, we trust you with everything else. And I, I don't, I feel like I could cry thinking about it. And like anyone that's listening that has teenagers is like, I hear you. I feel like I've never felt that I was in the midst of a harder battle than I am with parenting teenagers. And my kids are great. It's not even that like, we've got bad kids. It just feels like everything's so hard for them. And so building that foundation is what we're focusing on. Yeah. 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 I get that. That's really encouraging. And we still have a teen and a kiddo at home. And so, yeah, it's, it's a daily spiritual battle for sure. And you really don't feel like you can ever, uh, take a break from the battlefield, you know, that's what it feels like. And and you guys, I've sounded like you guys have launched kids. I just need you to send me all your wisdom. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be launching our first one next year. And you're right. It just feels like there's not a, like, there's not a break and it's not even with bad kids. It's just, you're just wanting to see them Mm -hmm. love Jesus. You're wanting to see them succeed, not even a worldly standpoint, but just like to make it out of high school, like loving God and loving people. That's mm-hmm. kind of what we're feeling these days. Yeah. Right. Yep. And you do have somewhat of a sense of helplessness because they are making their own choices yes. and they're heading out on their own. We just pray our faces off. I think yeah. that's the best thing we can tell you. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And, you know, I think for a lot of us uh, as the parents, we don't have that same confidence ourselves, much less trying to impart that to our kids. And I'm guessing that we all have some very real heart work to do to believe that we are accepted and we are loved right. and we are given a unique purpose by God for our lives. And you mentioned the book that you wrote for women called You Be You. So what was what was that um, trigger for you that just got you so passionate about that message that you just had to share it through your books? Yeah, I started really getting this sense that and, and, you know, I write particularly to Christian women. So I'll speak to, to those women, this particularly with this book is like, I started to get this sense that so many women were just really living and feeling and believing that they weren't enough. And I don't even just mean they weren't enough, like for their families. I just mean, we live in a culture where we can see people's lives on social media for what we think it might be. And I felt like it was perpetuating this idea for women that they didn't matter and that what they brought to the table didn't matter. And there was this idea that if you're not, you know, growing your platform, if you're not doing this, then you're not really doing anything for the kingdom. And I think that is making women um, believe lies, first of all, that are not true about themselves. It's also making them to feel like that their life doesn't matter. And I, I think that we need to go back to saying, man, 
the people in my home, the people in my community, the people in my church, they matter more than any kind of platform, any kind of big thing, any kind of idea. And when I see women who are just living out their gifts and talents right where they are serving the people in front of them, it makes me like giddy with joy. And it, it is weird coming from someone like me who does speak into a microphone and does like encourage and minister to thousands upon thousands of women. But you know where I feel the most joy is when I'm having family night with my family, when I'm serving at, you know, a church that feeds the homeless community every week when I serve there on Fridays. Uh, In the past, when I was serving at our local county uh, jail, um, when I have a Bible study in my home, and I think I saw women um, thinking that all of those things were small and that all of those things weren't enough and that all of those things weren't making a big impact. And man, I just want to say to women, I want you to really trust the places God's planted you the people he's put in front of you and the gifts and talents that he's given you. And I think when we look at those things and we believe God's word to be true, that he has a purpose for us and he has gifted us with things that our community and our family and our church body needs, then we really get to be the person that we were created to be, which is why I wanted to name it UBU. Cause I really was like, I want you to be you. I want you to be the person that God asked you to be. Um, and I think that when we start living that way, we find satisfaction and we find success, not from a worldly standpoint, but from a, I'm going to be faithful to what God asked me to do success standpoint. And so that was my heart behind that book for women. Hi friends, Rob and Joanna Tigan of Growing Home Together are the parents of five kids ranging in age from elementary school to high school to adult newlyweds. They know the fun and joy and also the stress and confusion that could come with raising kids through all the ages and stages of growing up. Just like you, they worry over their children's safety and well-being. They feel the pressure to train their kids to do what's right, and they carry sadness when their kids struggle or make poor choices. And as parents like you, their greatest hope is to bring up children who know God's love in their life. But Rob and Joanna know they can't control what happens to their kids or the people they become. They have learned how important it is to place their sons and daughters in God's hands. And most of all, they have learned the power of prayer to make a difference in their children's lives. That is why they are so passionate to help moms and dads like you to pray for your kids. They created two amazing resources, Powerful Prayers for Your Son and Powerful Prayers for Your Daughter. These beautiful books offer page after page of targeted prayers that cover every kind of challenge and hope your kids will face as they grow. Is your child facing hard circumstances? Are they lonely or anxious? Do they struggle to know God or trust Him? Is it hard to build a close relationship together? Take hold of powerful prayers for your son and powerful prayers for your daughter to invite God's love and power into your child's life today. Each title is available for you at growinghometogether.com or wherever books are sold. And now, back to the show. And I know for me, I have to constantly meditate on scripture to remember who I am because the world is going to feed me a completely different message all yeah. the time. And I think the line that uh, the character Sammy says in your book um, mm-hmm. put the feelings to words really well. And when Sammy says, I don't see one thing that is special about me, I am sticky stuck here. 
I'm just stuck being me. And, um, I, you know, poor Sammy. Poor um, Sammy, I know. <laughs> yes. That cactus and, and his sad face. But it, um, in your family, can you name any spe- specific challenges that you have with your kids that where your kids have forgotten kind of their specialness or thrown off by a sense of who they are? And I mean, can you kind of share, share Sammy's in your own home kind of feelings? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, just like generally speaking for my kids, I told you we have all the way from a senior in high school down to eighth grade. And, um, you know, there's this, we're seeing with our kids, especially in, in this age bracket that I'm parenting of just this, this actually, there's this really big desire to be special. You know, there's just really, um, idea to be different, to be set apart. And like, that sounds awesome. Cause you're like, yes, that's what I want you to know. But so many times what our youth are chasing after is a specialness to set them apart that God never created for them. And so, you know, we're, we're dealing with that because all of our three out of four of our kids are on social media. And so just the just really trying to like encourage them that like, you don't have to try to be anybody so that people will like you. Really the sad part about social media is a lot of those people are strangers, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, like you might go to school with them. You might've seen them in a classroom, but they're not in your life. And so that's what we're trying to even teach our kids is that specialness that you want to stand out. um, That doesn't come from there, but it really comes from the way that God's gifted you. And so all of our kids, none of them share the same DNA. So if you're looking at nature versus nurture, we've got a house full of differences. You know, we've got a house full of people who are so different in so many of their ways. And so even as parents, we're trying to look at them and say, how do we pull out things that are special in you? Um, I try to do that as a mom by like writing them notes when I see things that I want to encourage them with. Um, I have a Bible for each of my kids. Um listen, they're not going to listen to this podcast. So I'm not going to spoil anything that I hope to give them when they graduate high school, where I'm writing things in there that I see about them. And so I think that's just what we're trying to do is like pull out things that we see special in each one and then call them out in them in an effort to call them up into them. And so sometimes our kids don't believe the things about them, but as parents, we get the unique proximity and viewpoint to see them and then speak them into them. Almost like we're saying, here's where we see that you are. You are special. You have something to bring to your community and this family and your church. And we want to keep reminding you of that. And that's, you know, speaking of the book with Sammy, he says that, and one of my favorite things about the book is that his friends gather around him and say, hey, these things aren't true. All those things you think about yourself, they're not true. Let us tell you the things that we see in you. And um, as parents, we get to do that as well. Hey, you're believing those lies. Those aren't true. I'm going to tell you what is true about you. And so that's that's an encouraging thing to, our, to parents, if you're listening, is that you have more proximity than anyone else in your kid's life, um, even if they sometimes act like they don't like it or care about it. <laughs> you right, actually right. are the closest one to them. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. And, and what I, you know, what I loved about that is, is that sticky stuck, you know, and, and like you said, we can, our kids have these voices coming at them all the time, but our job is to just constantly, like you said, build that foundation, keep reminding them who they are in God. So they don't get sticky stuck in that place. For sure. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and you were talking about uh, Sammy's friends in the book. And, you know, the thing that really stood out to me in this story is how Sammy 
was comparing himself to his friends' abilities and what they could do. Mm-hmm. So Jackrabbit can hop and Coyote can sing and the hawk can fly and all that kind of thing. But when his friends talked to Sammy about what he could do, it was different. Um, they loved how he could create a safe space for them and how he's a helper and they can trust him. And that really sent a neat message that love and relationships are way more important than having some kind of impressive skill set, you know? Yep. Yep. And I think, you know, when we're par- speaking of parenting, those are things also that we get to see in our kids that their peers have a hard time seeing right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not saying peers never see it, but I do think that we have a unique vantage point to look for those character things that we see in our kids instead of just like, you're really awesome at playing the trumpet. And while that is a great that is a great compliment. And we should tell our kids if they're awesome at playing the trumpet, but we should also tell them, Hey, um, like I saw you at the park the other day and you invited that kid to play who didn't have anyone to play with. And I really love watching you do that. I mean, that's a character building moment that we get to see in our kids and, and remind them of, of those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I was thinking, um, how God's had to grow that in me so much as a mother. I remember driving my oldest daughter to school years ago, and we spent our whole drive to school running drills on her spelling list, okay? Uh And then now I drive my son to school, and we talk about his friendships. Now his friendships are going, and how are you relating with your teacher? And, like, God's had to really shift my thinking. Like, what is really the most important thing to meditate on on the way to school? Academics or your heart and the people around you that day? Um, I wish that I had done a little more of that with my daughter. I think that would have built up her spirit a lot better. Yeah. Well, listen, I have a long list of things I wish I'd have done as well. And those, you gotta, we gotta lay those before the Lord. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's <laughs> for sure. Yep. Yeah. Well, Hey, Jamie, one thing that we have in common is that, like you said, we're adoptive parents and we both have multiracial families and, you know, for our adopted child, he has had to ask way more complicated questions about who he is and why God allowed his life to take kind of a unique path. And can I just ask you, mom to mom, how you've walked alongside your adopted kids in their own questions about who they are? You know, I think that um, the thing that I have noticed, I mentioned three of my kids joined our family through adoption. And so we have um, those dynamics in our family with one bio um, and then three who were born at their places is the questions are in fact harder. Um, and I think the questions are harder is because when someone's asking, where did I come from? How did I get here? Um, those are much easier to answer for a biological child. I'm not even talking about sex ed. I'm just talking like, here's where you started. And it was with me and your dad. And when my other kids have those questions, they're harder because we don't have answers. And I think one of the things that we've tried to do as parents is to be really, really transparent and honest at an age appropriate level. So that looks different when they're two, it looks different when they're 10 and it looks different when they're 18. And we've tried to be honest in the ways of saying, Hey, there's a lot of things I can't give you an answer because I don't know an answer. Um, There's a lot of like really helping our kids trust the sovereignty of God in ways it's really heavy for a 10 year old. It's really heavy for a 15 year old. You know, why would God do fill in the blank? It's hard for us as adults, put that on a kid and it's really hard. And so we've just tried to really, um, number one, be honest and transparent as much as we can. And number two, um, we have really tried to develop, um, in our household, the idea that you can have, um, 
that you can have joy and sorrow at the same time. And so those questions that are hard and they bring sorrow, it's okay. The questions that are hard and they bring joy, that's okay too. And so that has been one of the ways that we've tried to help our kids with those identity questions that are just a little bit more difficult for them just because of the way that God created their, our family and the way that God brought them to this earth and the way that God has started writing their story before they were even born is to be honest with them and also allow them to experience whatever emotion they might be experiencing at that one particular time. Oh, wow. Thanks for that. And that gives me some great stuff to think about. So, Oh, good. Yeah, that's good. And I, I you know, I think I've, I've shared before on this podcast that I, I had a learning disability as a kid growing up and um, it was really hard for me to accept myself and who I was and I didn't think I was smart and I wasn't sure I would be great at anything and I really thought everybody else was better than me. Um, mm. And, you know, I wish I would have had your children's book uh, when I was younger. Uh, and, it, you know, it wasn't until I was a lot older and I found my life in Christ that he started to really undo those lies um, that I wasn't good enough. So how has your relationship with God changed the way you see yourself and helped you to take hold of your purpose and who God made you? Yeah, I think that the more I've been following Jesus since I was 21. And so the more years I have um, trusting him, the more years I have believing his word to be true, the more years I have um, in community with people who remind me of those things when I'm having a hard time remembering them, it leads me into a deeper trust with him. And so for me all along, it's been, am I just going to choose to believe that God, not only are you good um, and not only are you true, um, but the things that you gave us in your word, they actually apply to me and not just her or them or other people. Um, and so to me, it's a continual reminder of I'm going to choose today to believe that God is not a liar. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm going to choose to believe today that what God says about me is true. And there are a lot of things in this world that make me want to believe that those aren't true, whether that comes from my own you know, crazy brain sometimes that can go a little whack, wacky, uh, people around me, culture, whatever it might be. And it is a continual daily moment of me having to say, I'm going to choose to believe you, God. And if I choose to believe you, then I'm build my whole life on this. The foundation is going to keep growing. And I'm going to believe when you say that you have, you know, that I'm a new creation. I'm going to believe when you say that you have given gifts through the spirit to your people, I'm going to choose to believe these things. And some days I'm awesome at it. <laughs> and other days I'm telling my friend the same thing I've been saying to her for 10 years. And she reminds me of the same thing she's been saying to me for 10 years. And then we move on. Um, it's a daily thing. Yeah. I think, I think the, the neat thing about that is I think of how God has entrusted us um, with our, with these beautiful children is that when we remind our kids of that, God can use that as a way to remind ourselves of that. It's 100% true. Yep. Yeah. Well, gosh, we're just so thankful that you took the time to be here and just remind us all how God sees us and how loved we are. And we were hoping that you could take a minute and just pray for those who are listening, who, who want to believe that too, 
and to want to help their kids really just know in their heart that that they are completely loved and accepted by Jesus today. Mm, I'd love to. Thank you. God, I just, I want to declare um, over myself um, and Robin Joanna and everyone that's listening um, that we are going to be people who, who not only love you, um, who not only trust you, who not only choose to follow you, but God, we want to be people who say, we believe every word that you say about us. And what I found as a parent, as a mom, is that when I am choosing those things, it is much easier for me to help my kids choose to believe those things as well. So would you, um, would you equip us? Would you give us grace when needed? Would you allow us to lay down the things at your feet that we wish we would have done differently? Um, would you allow us to be the kind of parents who are gracious to our kids and would growing you allow us together to be the kind with of parents you. who are pointing them to Bye. you in all things? Uh, and when you allow us to be the kind of parents that, that really parent open-handed, open-handed from the mindset of we're going to do everything that we can in our power. And we're really going to trust God with the rest. Um, and coming from someone who loves to be in control of everything, this is difficult. And so I just pray that you will, um, that the Holy Spirit will just remind us of these things uh, to be true. God, we thank you for the way you have created every single person uh, who is listening to the sound of my voice uh, because you are intentional and you are purposeful. And we pray that we would become people who trust you with that and believe you. And then we make a big difference within our families, our communities, and our churches. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And thank you so much, Jamie, for that. Um, I know our friends are going to want to hear about how they can get a hold of a copy of this book. We have our first grandkid on the way, so I know we're oh, going to grab one for for him. And um, But I know that uh, people can Google your name and find you, but where's the best place they can find the books and connect with you online? Yes. Congrats on your first grandkid. That's so exciting. Thank you. Um, you can get this book wherever you get books. So wherever you would normally buy a book, it's going to be there. Uh, if you go to godmadeyoutobeyou.com, you can find all of the information about the book there. Uh, and then I love hanging out on Instagram. So I'm over there at Jamie Ivy. And of course, I'll be talking about the book a lot in the next couple of months. Yes. Awesome. Thanks so much, Jamie, uh, for taking the time to be with us today. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Yeah, thanks, Jamie. And thank you, friends, for joining us today for the Growing Home Together podcast. We'd love to connect with you over on our website, growinghometogether.com, where you'll find all kinds of books and resources to help you pray, help you laugh, and make memories with your kids. We also have a free download of fun activities for you to share with your children. And at Growing Home Together, we are caring for the soul of your family. And growing home together with you. Bye. Bye.